98K News. Good afternoon. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. Home prices fall for the second month in a row and at a faster pace. A government lawyer says the creation of a mainland port area at the West Kowloon Rail Terminus shows Hong Kong has control over its immigration. And the observatory says it's unlikely to issue the number three signal today. Government data shows home prices fell for a second consecutive month and at a faster pace. Altis Wong reports. A home price index by the Rating and Valuation Department dropped almost 1.5% from August to September after a dip of less than 0.1% in the previous month. This is the first two-month drop since prices started rising in April 2016 and puts the September home prices close to the level seen in June. All sizes of flats saw falls. Those between 750 and just over 8,000 square feet dropped the most by over 1.8%. Flats of at least 1,700 square feet had the smallest price drop of just 0.42%, but rent levels have risen further into uncharted territory. A government index tracking average rents rose 0.56% in September, the eighth month in a row. A government lawyer says creating a mainland port area at the West Kowloon high-speed rail terminus is a manifestation of the one country, two systems principle, showing Hong Kong has the control over its immigration. He was speaking during the second day of joint judicial reviews against the government's decision to have co-located border facilities at West Kowloon. Here's Damon Pang. The government's senior counsel Benjamin Yu started his rebuttal by saying Hong Kong and the mainland were moving together rather than in a conflict. He said it's impossible to see how applying mainland laws in the port area violates China's basic policy regarding Hong Kong, as the purpose of bringing in mainland laws is to create a mainland port area. Mr Yu said it was scaremongering for people to suggest that creating a mainland zone would set a dangerous precedent and it would happen again and again rejecting the argument by senior counsel Martin Lee that the arrangement was in effect creating an SAR within the SAR. Mr Yu said if it was one country, one system, authorities would not even need a mainland port area to control the entering and exiting of people. He urged councils to look at the bigger picture rather than looking at things through a microscope, adding that it would be illogical if the laws of the sovereign nation can't be applied in the mainland port area. The hearing continues. A key subcontractor at the centre of the MTR's Hong Hum station scandal has denied using allegations of shoddy construction work to put commercial pressure on the main contractor Leighton Asia to make overdue payments. Tom McAlinden reports. China Technologies Managing Director Jason Poon alleges that Leighton was behind what he said was large-scale cutting of reinforcement steel bars. Records of email correspondence show he raised the matter with Leighton in January 2017, when he was also asking the main contractor to pay up six million Hong Kong dollars that was overdue. Leighton's lawyer earlier suggested Mr Poon was merely a disgruntled businessman out for revenge. But today Mr Poon offered an explanation as to why he'd raised the allegations during the dispute. He said his staff were going through hundreds of thousands of photos to prove his company completed its tasks and they should therefore be paid. And in the process, he said they discovered photographic evidence of the bar-cutting activities. Some photos show piles of threaded parts that were removed from steel bars lying on the ground, he said. Mr Poon said China Technology concluded at the time that a senior member of Leighton's management, Kyle Rogers, was in charge of the bar-cutting. Mr Poon admitted he later disposed of all the relevant photos after the commercial dispute was settled, saying it was because he believed Leighton and the MTRC would remedy the problems. 
The MTR Corporation says its high-speed rail ticketing was briefly disrupted this morning at West Cowland Station. Staff had to sell and issue tickets manually from around 9am because the electronic system wasn't running smoothly. At one point, some passengers were seen using handwritten tickets. Services returned to normal about an hour later. The rail company's operations chief, Francis Lee, says they will follow up with their mainland counterparts to avoid similar problems in future. The network connecting our ticketing system with the mainland ticketing system. The transfer of data is not so smooth and that affects the operation of the uh, Hong Kong ticketing system. Once we find that happened, we have already started our manual method to help passengers to issue some temporary ticket, transition tickets, in such a way that passengers can continue to take our trains. The observatory says the chance of the signal number three being issued today is low. The standby signal number one was issued at 8.40 this morning. Forecasters expect severe tropical storm U2 to stay more than 500 kilometres away from Hong Kong for most of the day. But the observatory's senior scientific officer, Lee Suk-ming, urged people to remain vigilant. For tomorrow and Friday, with the combined effects of northeast monsoon and U2, winds over the coast of Guangdong are expected to strengthen. As U2 will move northwest across the northeastern part of South China Sea and will come a little closer to Hong Kong today and tomorrow, so we have to keep close monitoring of U2's movements. Researchers at the Polytechnic University have developed a robotic device which can help stroke patients train their impaired elbows, wrists and fingers. The robotic arm is like a brace that can be worn by the patient. It can detect signals from the patient's muscles and provide mechanical force to assist the patient's desired movement. Biomedical engineering professor Hu Xiaoling, who led the research team, said a trial of the device on 10 stroke patients showed it significantly helped their rehabilitation and their impaired body parts have regained some strength and functions. We find that uh, most of the patients can achieve the significant motor improvement in the upper limb, for example, the elbow, wrist and fingers, and they can conduct some um, uh, daily tasks, for example, the, uh, hold a cup, and also they can uh, pick up the chopsticks, and, uh, and also they find that they're more feasible or more flexible uh, in the game planning for some uh, video games. The son of renowned novelist Louis Cha has published a post on his Wei Xin account remembering his late father who passed away yesterday. Jia Chuan posted a short poem and several photos of the best-selling author and thanked members of society for their care and concern. He apologised for being unable to respond promptly to phone calls and messages. Overseas, a notorious former boss of a Boston-based crime gang has been found dead in jail. The FBI has begun an inquiry after the body of James Whitey Bulger was discovered inside his cell at a maximum security prison in West Virginia. U.S. media reports say he was killed. Here's the BBC's Nick Bryant. James Whitey Bulger was one of America's most notorious criminals, a gangster from Boston who for 16 years was among the nation's most wanted fugitives. After his arrest in California in 2011, he was found guilty of participating in 11 murders and his feared Winter Hill gang was involved in gambling, drug trafficking and gun running to the IRA. This Irish-American had been an informant for the FBI. His brother was one of Boston's most powerful Democratic politicians, and his violent life story was told in the film Black Mass. 
The Red Cross says aid agencies must re-examine the way they work so people in need don't miss out on their help during humanitarian crises. In its annual World Disasters report, the Red Cross recommends local groups who speak the language and understand their own communities be given more autonomy in crises. Here's the BBC's Imogen Folks. The Red Cross identifies several reasons why people miss out during a crisis. Lack of funding is on the list, but it's not the only problem. Lack of access to communities most in need is a key factor. So too is lack of information. When disaster strikes, aid agencies sometimes know little about the numbers of children or disabled in the affected region, or even the different ethnic groups. Community mistrust of foreign aid agencies is another reason. The U.S. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis and the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo have both called for a ceasefire in Yemen. Mr. Mattis said the U.S. wanted to see all sides around the negotiating table and an end to dropping bombs. We're calling on all the parties, uh, specifically the Houthis and the Arab coalition to meet in Sweden in November uh, and come to a solution. Not talk about subordinate issues, about what town they're going to meet in or what size the table is they meet around, but talk about demilitarizing the border so that the Saudis and the Emirates do not have to worry about missiles coming into their homes and cities. Mr Pompeo said United Nations-led negotiations on ending the civil war should resume next month. Human remains have been found at the Vatican's embassy to Italy in Rome. A Vatican statement said workers discovered fragments of bone while renovating an annex. Here's the BBC's John McManus. Italian media are already speculating about who the bone fragments might belong to, with some saying they could be those of Emanuela Orlandi, a 15-year-old daughter of a Vatican employee who vanished in 1983. Her fate has been an enduring mystery, with unproven theories linking her disappearance to either an attempt to secure the release of the man who tried to assassinate Pope John Paul II or murky financial dealings involving organised crime. Forensic specialists will now attempt to determine the age, sex and date of death of the remains. To business news, the acting chief executive Matthew Jung has indicated the government may request a conversation on trade with the US government, as Hong Kong would inevitably be caught up in the trade war. In a public forum, he described next year's economic outlook as worrying, saying it was time to diversify risk and explore new markets. Mr Chung said there were no winners in a trade war, and should it continue to worsen, there would be no escape for Hong Kong. He pledged to brace Hong Kong for the risks by pushing innovation, creativity and technology adding that they were trying to catch up by increasing research and development spending from 0.7 to 1.5% of GDP. Meanwhile, official data shows mainland factory activities slowed in October, as China struggles to maintain economic momentum in the face of American tariffs and a weakening yuan. The Purchasing Managers Index, which gauges factory conditions, was 50.2, down from 50.8 in September. But it's still above the 50-point mark that indicates expansion. Yesterday, China lowered its yuan fixing rate to its lowest level in a decade. A weaker yuan makes Chinese exports less expensive overseas, easing some of the higher costs brought by the tariffs. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,750. That's 167 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $55 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.18 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 13 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 96 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Adam Jung. 
Local snooker star Marco Fu has been knocked out in the international championship taking place in the mainland city of Da Qing. After a narrow opening win, Hong Kong's world number 16 went up against England's Jack Lasowski. Fu trailed from the start and only got as close as 4-3 before Lasowski pulled away to take the match six frames to three and advance to the last 16. 2013 winner Ding Junhui is one of three mainland players remaining in. The tournament. He's joined in the last 16 by Yuan Si Jun and Yan Bing Tao. Defending champion and world number one Mark Selby defeated Robert Milkins 6-4 and will play Stuart Carrington for a place in the quarterfinals. English football's third-tier side Burton Albion have reached the League Cup quarterfinals for the first time in their 68-year history. That's after they beat Nottingham Forest 3-2. The last 16 was already the furthest Burton had ever gone in the League Cup. Premier League side Bournemouth are also through to the last eight. They were 2-1 winners over second-tier Norwich. Next to tennis, Novak Djokovic has won his 19th match in a row as he beat Joe Sousa of Portugal in straight sets in the second round of the Paris Masters. Details from the BBC's Russell Fuller. A competitive first set, which Djokovic won 7-5 despite having his serve broken to love, was followed by a one-sided second, which the serve won for the loss of just one game. Djokovic went into Wimbledon as the world number 21, but after losing just one match since June, will return to the top of the rankings if Rafael Nadal fails to win on Wednesday. Simone Biles and the United States claimed an emphatic women's team victory at the World Gymnastics Championships in Doha, winning by a margin of nearly nine marks. The event in Qatar marks a return to the world stage for Biles after she took a break from the sport following the 2016 Olympics, where she won four gold medals. It's very special、um, because I've trained really hard this whole entire year, and then coming into Worlds, the whole team has trained really hard to be where we are tonight. So we're really excited. After six consecutive defeats to start the NBA season, the Cleveland Cavaliers have finally recorded their first win. They beat the Atlanta Hawks 136 to 114 in their first game since Coach Tyron Lue was fired. Former assistant Larry Drew was in charge. He had seven players in double figures, including a season-high 26 points from Rodney Hood. Elsewhere, Toronto bounced back from their first loss of the season by thumping Philadelphia 129 to 112. Kawhi Leonard scored 31 points as the Raptors handed the 76ers their 12th straight defeat north of the border. Boston got past Detroit 108 to 105 behind a season-high 31 points from Kyrie Irving. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. And to end the news, the top stories once again: home prices fall for the second month in a row and at a faster pace. A government lawyer says the creation of a mainland port area at the West Kowloon Rail Terminus shows Hong Kong has control over its immigration, and the observatory says it's unlikely to issue the number three signal today. The news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. RTHK Radio Three. Listening for the best. My reputation's never been worse, so you must like me for me. We can't make any promises now, can we, babe? But you can make me dream. Dive bar on the east side, where you at? Phone lights at my nightstand in the. Black-
head Cause I know that it's delicate Is it cool that I said all that? Is it too soon to do this yet? Cause I know that it's delicate Isn't it, isn't it, isn't it?